name's David Vardabedian. Thanks so much for tuning in to Get Real Sobriety. Hope you enjoy this show. Welcome podcast land. We're here today. Happy, it's Labor Day weekend, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. You have to work tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be laboring tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I know, I I think I'd, well, I, you know, as long as you love what you do, it's not, but sometimes I don't love what I do. Yeah. Although, you know, I work in an emergency room setting for animals Mm -hmm. and, uh, I kind of enjoy working the holidays at my work because one, you see weird stuff that right. like you wouldn't necessarily see otherwise. Yeah. Um, and the other departments aren't there. No offense to any of the other departments right. I work with, but like we have the whole hospital to ourselves. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a little nice. It's kind of nice. So yeah, it's Labor Day in beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Seventy-five and sunny. Oh my god! Every Again, day, like, yeah. Seemed kind of hot, you know. It is and, a little hot right now. And I think I mentioned it, and people are probably sick of hearing. I just got done playing music for what is it, like three hours, right? Thirty songs. Wow. And um, you know, made tips and you know, accolades. Accolades. <laughs> that's the most important part. Right. So we're here with Tasha Martin. Hello. And I am David Vardabedia, and this is Get Real Sobriety. We've been going through the steps, you know, outlined in my book or the big book or the 12 and 12, you know, it's the 12 steps, you know, it's not the 12 disciples or anything. (laughs) Yeah, thankfully. Right. Or the 12 lost tribes of Israel. It it could be though. That might be more exciting. 12 is the number, right? Yeah, 12 is a good, good number. (laughs) Um, I was reading something about that and that's a sidebar about the 12 tribes of Israel. That's yeah. how the, you know, like 12 steps came. I, I don't know. You know yeah, so. no, I've heard you talk about this theory <clears throat> yeah. before. And and, that, and I've read it too. Yeah, that's, wasn't there another one, something about the apostles? Yeah, like, it wasn't there 12 apostles? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Goes to show. I'm not. I think I read something today about Mary Macklin because I read Mary this Mac- devotional. Mary Magdalene? You know, it's an intellectual devotional. So I can... Oh, okay. I can Caruse comfortably in the intellectual sect and not seem like an idiot, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I read this book every day, and there it, you go. Every every like a day has a different like topic, like one's science, one's oh, like art, cool. one's you know religion. It's kind of cool, and it's one page, so I'm ADD. Oh, perfect! <laughs> right? Yeah, I can hold. You can hold my attention for that long. <laughs> exactly. So Hopefully. we're here. Um, we're going through the book. Um, now we're on step 10, but just to recap, you know, I always break the 12 steps down into three compartments, you know, it's like steps one through three, and then the work I say is four through nine. I mean, it's all work, but the four through nine is like pen to paper, meeting with your sponsor, looking at character defects, shortcomings, writing amends, doing direct amends, you know, that's kind of the meat and potatoes of the steps, you know, the middle six steps, yes, I guess. Yes, action. You know, action, right. So today we're going to talk about step 10, you know, continuing continuing to take personal inventory and when we're wrong, promptly admitted it. So, you know, what does that mean? A lot of people do different things, you know, and it's like if you read it in, in the big book, they kind of go like the pages that come, it kind of outlines all the yeah, steps. Yeah, it's all these questions. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and, and it's weird almost, um, and we'll get into step 11, but in the big book, it, it, like step 11, it, it's almost like it, that should be in step tw- uh, 10, you know? So, yeah. you know, upon awakening, they say, mm-hmm. do this stuff, you know, when you retire at night, you do stuff like that. So, 
you know, one, we talked about an inventory in step four, you know, what is yes. that? It's a, a fearless and, and moral, searching and fearless moral inventory. Yeah, stock taking. Yeah, stock taking, right? And so um, now we're through that, you know, section of four through nine, and we did our resentments, our fears, our, you know, sexual conduct, or our relationship, intimacy, mm-hmm. inventory, so when they say, you know, continue, this is like a continuum. There's no goal line. It's like, oh, I got through the steps. I'm done. Yeah. Right. Just when you thought you didn't ever have to do a fourth step again. Right. They say continue to take personal inventory. And I don't know. I mean, what that means to me is that, you know, when I see things crop up, you know, like fear and ego and low self-esteem and all this stuff mm-hmm. that like kind of like motivates our lives and you know, we're stuck in this fear-based deal. It's like, what do we do? And, and to me, that's like, oh, I have that awareness so I can change it, you know? And there's an app. I actually have the app on my phone. It's a 10th step app. Oh. Um, I should pull it up. But, you know, I'm not the guy, and I'm raising my hand, you know, some people are, yeah, I go home every night and I sit for an hour and I do an inventory. I'm like, dude, I'm watching Netflix. I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah. Right? I'm staring blankly at the wall, like exactly. contemplating my own existence. I'm in the corner in the fetal position. Yeah, like, pretty much <laughs> dreading the next day. Yeah, no. But some people are real, like, literal about it. No, right? and I know people like that, yeah. too. Yeah, who literally um, sit down and write a 10 step every day. And that, you know, and, and I'm not saying good, good bad, or indifferent. It just, you know, I, you know, that wasn't my thing. Um, and so, yeah, here, here is the, um, 10th step inventory and it goes like this uh, bear with me talk amongst yourself podcast. Yeah, talk, among, talk amongst yourselves oh please. nightly inventory here it is so here's one of the questions was i resentful question definition holding a grudge against someone or something for real or imagined injustice and then it has a little oh it's like you know, a yes hit, or no checkbox. yes no and optional notes and then Okay. Um, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right? No notes. Was I dishonest? No, I was, I was, I'm, I'm really working on my honesty. Thank you. Um, did I promptly admit that, that I was wrong today? Well, I'm never wrong. Yeah, really. so, <laughs> right? so <laughs> trick question. Right. So yes. I, I, and then do I owe an apology to anyone? I don't think so today. You know, maybe some of the people didn't like the music I just played, but that's they have on to them. talk to their sponsors you know? about that. And I like... I, this is my standard um, response because people will come up and go, you know, God, you know, when you play that song, you know, can I give you some input? And you know what I say? No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> right. So I don't owe an day. apology. Um, did I say something today out of fear? I I don't think so. Hmm. I don't, it's too early in the day, right? Um, have I kept something to myself which should be discussed with another person, no. Um, did I think of what I could do for others? Yes, absolutely. You yes. Know? Um, I'm always on that love and service mode. Um, and then, I don't know if this is the last one. Uh, was I kind and loving towards all? Oh, that's just me. You know, unicorns and rainbows <laughs> yeah, all, all day time, long, yeah. right? So... Uh, did I reach out to someone in recovery today to see how they were doing? And I did. I actually, there was a guy that came by. Well, he kind of reached out to me, but I did talk to someone in recovery. And I'm talking and to you. And you're talking to me right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. 
Boom. Right. Check. All right. And then, did I take time to connect with my higher power through prayer or meditation today? I do that every day. You know. Yeah. I'm really ritualistic about that. And I, I would think too that playing music like you do is, mm-hmm. you know, a kind of communication with a higher power. I mean, that's how I've always felt when I play music. Well, and I have like my daily devotional books yes. I read. You know, and some people. I, I think I mentioned this in another podcast is when I first got sober, I read the Hazelton 24 hour book yes. or the daily reflections or the NA book or whatever it was. But I read like five plus my intellectual so I can carouse with the intellectuals, <laughs> yes. right? Um, my intellectual devotional. So yes, I did that. And then it says, wow, I got 94%. Oh my God. It like right. rates you on a percentage. <laughs> yes, That's that wild. <laughs> so, I mean, if anyone's interested, I think this app is called... Tenth step. Okay. uh, Yeah, tenth step. So you could do it on your phone, you know. But so going back to the literal, you know, like sitting down and doing an inventory, you know, like they said, do I owe an apology? Was I resentful? Mm -hmm. You know, did I cause harm today? Um, Did I pray and meditate? Honest, right? And like, what have you, what, I mean, do you have anything that you do like as a 10 step, you know, continue to take personal inventory when wrong, promptly admit it? Um, I mean, I think when I, my experience with it when I first like hit my 10th step versus now um, is a little bit different. So that, you know, when I first started working on step 10, I called my sponsor every night for 30 days and we did the questions, the ones you just outlined basically. And we talked about our day and... Um, and that was, it was good to get in the habit of doing it. Um, but I mean, there, I'd go to like a weekly, uh, sponsee family meeting on zoom that I really enjoy. And that is, it's kind of like a weekly 10th step, which I mean, I, you know, maybe that's not enough. Um, but if there's anything major that's like looming, that's kind of when I use that time to not only talk to my sponsor, but I get to talk to my sponsee sisters about it. Um, and process it. And right? process it, yeah. yeah. But I will say too that like the um, do I owe anyone an apology? Did I speak out of fear? Um, the general like have I caused harm thing. Um, as I go along in my sobriety, I find it much easier to immediately correct myself so that be and a lot of it is that I don't want to have to go back six months from now and be like oh yeah I remember that time that I went off on you and I felt so awkward that I couldn't say anything about it and now it's been awkward for six months uh yeah sorry about and that. I think that's the point of this like when I said you know some people call these next three steps you know 10 11 and 12 the maintenance steps. Well, I don't want to maintain what I have. I want to grow. And, and, you know, and like the peeling of the onion, the road gets narrow where I'm not so one way or so, you know, up or down. Yeah. This is like really showing me to like, you know, they say when these crop up, you know, fear, anxiety, you know, anger, you know, all the seven deadly sins or whatever they may be, when they crop up, you know, um, pause when agitated, you know, turn your thoughts to how you can be helpful to another person, talk to someone about it, you know, and, 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 you know, after 32 years, you think I'd have all this down. I'm, I'm getting better. Yeah. I mean, progress, not perfection. You know, I'm a, a, what do they call it? A slow uh, learner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a quick study, but 
I and and I think that's the joy in the twelve steps is there is no goal line and that's like you know it's or am I ascending to greatness or enlightenment or something? It's like no, we chop wood and carry water on a daily basis. Yeah. And you know, but again, like I'm not you know anyone's listening to this. I'm not saying it's wrong to you know literally do like sit down and do some writings. It's like I'm exhausted by the end of the day. I do, you know, have the gratitude stuff. But one thing I can say throughout these 32 years, I've, you know, when things build up and I need to do a resentment inventory, mm-hmm. I, I might just do it on resentments. Yeah. You know, like I've gone through stuff, stuff is built up, and I'll start write, writing my resentments. Why do I have them? How do they affect self? And yeah. what was my part in it? Again, learning more and more throughout the years is like, how did I co-create this, you know? And that's, yes. I think we've talked about that in the last couple of podcasts. And that's like the new buzzword for me is co-creation. You I was know? just thinking that's a yeah. really good word for it. I mean, it. it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm pissed off at this person, but how did I set it up to, you know, cause yeah. this, you know? Yeah, how did I put the ball in motion yeah. or keep it in motion once it was in motion? And so I think in the 10th step, you know, I mean, they, they keep it real specific, you know, continue to take personal inventory and wrong, when wrong, promptly admit it. But it's kind of condensing, you know, four through nine all in one because do I owe an apology? Do I need to make amends? Um, it's like looking at character defects. And when we are in six and seven, like some things you're not even aware of. You know, yeah. and there's a lot of things that I've been working on that have been, you know, um, you know, and sometimes now it's to a fault, you know, some, some girl came up to me after the show, you know, and I'm, I'm in a committed relationship. I'm not like, I, I'm, I'm voicing that, you know, yeah. as soon yeah. as someone comes up to like shut them down, you know, it's yeah. like complete, complete transparency. And uh, I don't think she said, she goes, oh, my God, you made my day. You're wearing, like, you know, Converse and a chain ring uh, and Dickies yeah. and a wife beater. And, like, oh, my God, you know, you just, like, really maybe. I'm like, I'm in a committed relationship. She's like, dude, I was just You're like. like <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, uh, you just went from zero to 100. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm like. She's like, I wasn't giving you my number. I was just like, you know, it, uh, you know, Letting thanking you, know that you for I the music. Appreciated the aesthetic. Like, yeah. Weirdo, you know. Yeah. Good. Good luck in your committed relationship. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. So, it's for me. It's like really trying to show up differently. We talked about that. Yes. How can I show up differently, just in life or at work or you know, yeah. you know, with the way I act in 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 the world, you know? Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I think that, too, the way I look at it is, you know, when we first start doing the steps, we have all this wreckage. Like, we, I mean, we've created this, you know, like this path, like a tornado has gone through our lives, you know, of like just destroyed shit behind us. And we have to, you know, slowly but surely chip away at that and go back and rebuild. And so that's why, you know, when you do a fourth step, it is this deep dive, really. Um, at least the first time around, in theory. Um, but um, and it's the same with like the the formal amends, like we were talking about last time. You know, like these are m- the, the major fuck ups in right. our lives that we yeah. need to go and write mm-hmm. things that have gone unresolved for years potentially. 
So that takes time. And I think that, you know, the nice thing about step 10 is it gives us the ability to not create more. More harm. Yeah. Yeah. As we go along. Cause like I was just sitting, I was just reflecting on this when we started recording was that, you know, I'm, I'm doing a fourth step with my sponsor right now. Um, and like, are you doing a new one? A new from, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. So this is like continuing to take personal inventory. Yes. Right. And, um, I, uh, I recently switch. I'm not, well, not super recently, but, um, I switched sponsors not too long ago. And so we're like starting over and, and I figure why not? I, I'm cool with that. So, um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where in thinking about it, like I don't ha- my fourth step is not that intense. Because I've continued to take that personal inventory and any resentments that I may have, you know, may be harboring. Right. I, I've pretty much like tried to take care of pretty quickly. And a lot of the ones that are on my fourth step now are ones that have been on every fourth step that right. I've done over the last five years. <clears throat> Your inventory now. Yes. You know, and I think it's important because I've done, like I said, throughout the 32 years of my sobriety, you know, or my clean time, is that I have, like, done, like, formal, like you said, you know. And the thing is, is, like, on a daily basis, like, asking those questions, you know, do I owe someone an apology? I I believe it's always good to bounce that off my sponsor or Mm -hmm. bounce that off someone, you know, a confidant in the program that I know, that I trust, and... You know, like my sponsor is my sponsor, but I know how to take the 12 steps better than him, right? I mean, I don't want to say better. It's not like a contest, but I've studied this stuff. I wrote a book, The 12 it's Steps Without God. Now com. available on yeah, Amazon.com. Amazon. 12 Steps Without God.com. <laughs> oh, right. It's not <laughs> one, it's not yeah. one, two, it's, it's 12, 12. spell. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think that. You know, my sponsor's a good person to what we call that helicopter view. It's yes. like he's not emotionally attached to my life or my drama or whatever's happening. And he can give me some perspective. You know, and like I remember taking or, or writing, it was a four-step. It was a relationship uh, inventory. And uh, I met with a guy that I really trust in the program. wasn't my sponsor. Mm-hmm. We sat at the park and I read it to him. And I'm like, you know, are these you know, like, I feel like I owe an amends to this person, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's like, you know, I think you've taken care of that. So he, it wasn't like I was off the hook. He just gave me a different way of looking at it, you know? And, you know, I was even talking to someone that's really close to my, you know, my girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, do I need to make amends to this person? You know? And and I just, I was like, I kind of felt like it. And she's like, you know, I think you've already done that. You know, yeah. because I did have a conversation with such person and and uh, but, you know, because I'm so codependent, and so, you know, nice and want to please everybody. I just, yeah. you know, so it's always good. And this is the point of like you can go through that app and go a- answer all those questions. But I think if something is, you know, like questionable or like, you know, do I need to, you know, bounce this off someone? That's always a good thing to do. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, that's been probably one of the most useful tools that I've acquired in my time in 12 step programs. It's just that 
you know, the, the fellowship the, and, the, and the connections that you make. I mean, hopefully with people that you trust. I mean, the, the, usually at least there's a couple, you know, who really deep down like have your, in, your best interest right. um, and aren't going to bullshit you. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's even now, even though I don't live in sober living anymore and I'm not around the 24-7 peanut gallery, right. um, who I love and adore, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, figuring out like who can I, who do I trust to tell me the truth and um, and who's going to... Yeah, who's not going to co-sign your bullshit. Exactly, because right? yeah. it's so easy to go answer shopping. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I don't like the, I'm going to ask someone else, right? Yeah, I don't like that answer. Right. Let me go find another answer I like. And, you know, I mean, plus I can do whatever I want, whatever people do me. You know, it's just that it's, it, you know, I refer back to that, you know, seven, seven spiritual laws of success mm-hmm. that Deepak Chopra uh, wrote that I've given millions of books out and I should get credit for all of that, some <laughs> kind of percentage. But I love that book because, um, the, the, you know, in the law of karma, mm-hmm. he talks about like, okay, the choice that I'm going to make, you know, who is this going to affect? And is it going to affect them in a positive way? Or a negative way, and and is it going to affect me in a positive way and a negative way? You know, yeah. and sometimes you have to be brutally honest, and some people are going to, you know, not feel good about what that is. Yeah. But I think in the grand scheme of thing, or in the bigger picture, that you're going to, you know, to thy own self be true. That I have to be true to this, you know. You know, and I, I'm not saying that someone walks in the room and the shirt is just God, you know, how do they get up and look in the mirror and say, yeah, this is going to look good today. And you're like, that's a fucked up shirt. You can like, wow, it's an inch. God, man, you have style or something. You know, it's, it, it, I'm not yeah. talking about that. It's more about to thy own self be true, you know, and, and that really comes up to, you know, like in the promises or whatever they say, yeah. you know, um, <clears throat> that people one of the ones that that um i don't know if i mentioned this before is that you know people are always in the promises you know um financial insecurity will leave me you know and like what does that really mean and 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 again i you know early on in my in my um in my recovery you know i was the manager of a sober living and then like you know I got offered this like job of running this rehab and like, you know, the money was good. And, you know, I was like, wow, you know, this is a really cool opportunity. And I went and I, and the, the like owner of the rehab was complete fucking asshole. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, in the interview, he's fucking eating and he looked like Java the Hutt or something. I was just like, you know, I don't know. It was just fucked up. And I was like, this is where the financial industry, I'm not going to sell myself. I'm going to be true to myself, even if the money's better. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Even if I'm going to get an opportunity to make more money or, you know, you know, and, you know, like increase my career or whatever the word I'm looking for. But I was like, no, you know, I'm not going to work for, a, you know, someone like that. I can pray for him and have compassion for him. But it was like, nope, I'm not doing it. You yeah. know, so that I don't know if my ADD head if that was a roundabout deal. No, know. I think that that is still you know prescient, mm-hmm. uh, and I think too something important to point out that is uh, illustrated in your example 
is that the promises say that the fear of financial, right. of economic insecurity will leave us. Not that we'll win the lottery. Be a or, yeah, yeah, no, n- no. But just that the fear of it will leave yeah. us. And um, that, I remember someone explaining that to me uh, when I first got clean. And, and I thought, oh, wow, okay, no, that's different, you know? And, right. um, but I think too that it is the, and how I'm going to tie this back into the 10th step is, that um, that fear, you yeah. know, because I I know that uh, my baseline is like I'm run on fear yeah. and insecurity and ego and self will. Right, like that's me when if I'm just on autopilot, and uh, the tenth step gives me the opportunity to look and see in my everyday life, you know, am I am I putting into action the tools that I'm learning, you know, have I, have I acted in fear today and in what ways, you know? Um, and you're putting yourself in check. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I don't, the reason for the 12 steps of why we're so lucky is that we have this design for living and this kind of outline of like, yeah, a, this, you know, ABC, you know, we just kind of do, you know, step by step. And it gives us a design for living. And that's why I say I think it's beneficial for anyone to take yes. the 12 steps. I don't you know, have to be an alcoholic or an, you know, a non-alcoholic. Because you know, after step one, alcohol and drugs are not involved in anything else. Yeah. Now it's about your fucking mind yes. and your behaviors and how you, I go back to this, how you want to show up. And how you've co-created resentments. How, you know, it's about, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. You know, so, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I can't change you. Yep. I can change my relationship to you. Yes. You know, I can change the way I perceive things. And I love in uh, Dr. Bob's story in the book, it's like, when I changed the way I looked at something, the thing I looked at changed. Yes. You know, and that's a big Wayne Dyer thing. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think he, you know, coined that phrase. But, you know, Dr. Paul said it. He's like, fucking hate my wife. She's a bitch. The fucking kids are all unruly. Yeah. And it's just fucking crazy. And, and when someone said, change, you know, what do you love about your wife? You know, yeah. what do you love about your kids? It kind of shifted the perception. And I think in step 10, that's what it does for us. It's like continuing to put ourselves in check, continuing to look at our behaviors, you yes. know. And it's like, if you can't do that and you don't have the humility to do that and you can't stay humble, then, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes, the yeah. old saying, you know. Well, and, no, exactly. And I think, too, that, I mean, like what you just touched on, that, you know, the act of the fourth step is in itself humbling. Right. And so I, in order to continue to do, to take personal inventory and to admit when you're wrong, that is an act of humility. Totally. And if you right. don't have that uh, character asset of humility going on, it's going to be really, really fucking hard to do a 10 step on a daily yeah. basis. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know... So, uh, a good friend of mine always says, you know, the steps are uh, ego deflating and self-esteem building. Yeah. And uh, and I found that to be so true that, you know, when I try to explain to normies, quote unquote, uh, about the steps and all that, you know, they, 
I often get a reaction that's like, oh, well, doesn't that just make you feel bad? Like, aren't you just, right. don't you just feel shitty all the time? Right. You know, you're just looking at all this shitty stuff you've done. And it's like, well, I mean, I've done some shitty stuff. Mm. I mean, what's the point in sweeping it under the rug? Like, part of my problem is that I refuse to take personal responsibility for my actions for a really long time. And once I'm able to do that and to amend my behavior for the future, then there really isn't as much to feel bad about and I can feel really good about taking steps to ensure that I'm not creating further wreckage in my life, that I'm helping to build up the people around me um, to be, uh, you know, like they say it in the, I'm in the big book, you know, or no, in the 12 and 12, you know, to be a, a, a a worker amongst workers, a friend among friends, uh, you know, and And to be of optimum, what did they say? Optimum optimum service service to to others. others. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that was, that Mm. would have been just impossible, inconceivable, when right. I was using and drinking, absolutely. Right. Like, I didn't give a shit about anyone else. And I don't think it's like always focusing on the bad shit. It's no. like, I want to change, you know? And, and we talked about an amends, and amends is changing. It's not, you know, it's like changing the behaviors. And that's what it comes down to. And the ego and that, you know, evil corroding thread of mm-hmm. fear that runs through our life. Yes. And, you know, that... I forget where it was, somewhere like Brene Brown or somewhere, the guy was saying, you know, we do, we, we're motivated out of two ways, love or fear, mm-hmm. you know? And so the 10th step, continuing to do this and like continuing wanting to grow. And that's what I say, you know, one of the things in uh, Yvonne Chouinard's uh, book, Let My, Pe- All, Let My People Go Surfing, it's not really even about surfing, it's about his business model. It, it's really a philosophical book. But he said one thing that I, I really like and, and one thing that in his own like value list is to stay curious yeah. and to want to learn and to want to like not, you know, okay, I know it all. You know, I've been in this program 32 years. Yeah, I know a lot about the 12 steps. I know a lot about the big book. I don't go to big book studies to learn more about the big book. I go to listen to other people's perspective on it or to be there to help someone through it, you know? Yeah. And it comes back to the 10th step of bouncing that off someone, someone that's already been there, you know, someone like me that's like heard, you know, hundreds of inventories and like, cannot be emotionally attached and that's why i would say that helicopter view yeah but this is where they say the layer you know what you know once people say what does that mean like the you know the the layers of the onions get peeled well it's you know that uncovered discover discard thing it's like if i don't know that there's a problem in my behavior then i won't change it when it's pointed out to me in a 10th step, continuing to take, when these crop up, you know, fear, selfishness, self-seeking, you know, uh, it being inconsiderate, dishonest, all that stuff, when it does crop up, then I have tools yeah. to, you know. Well, to address it. To address it. And what are those tools? Talking to another person, you know, doing the writing, really recognizing, and I think one of the important things that you said is the humility and the humility to change and kind of grow up a little bit yeah, and not be a big fucking baby anymore, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for myself, I used to really have a problem with feeling like the the world was against me, that I had been dealt this hand, that I had no control over, that I was just, you know, being blown around in this chaotic storm and I had no agency of my own. 
Um, and so in my sick mind, you know, using and drinking was my way to feel in control of, of when I felt so out of control. And I did not realize that in taking that stance and having that perspective on my life that I was creating that chaos because I'm, I do have control over my own actions. Right. I might not have control over what's going on in the world or what's going on in your life or what's happening in my sister's life or my parents' life or any of these other people, um, but how I suit up and show up today, I have, I'm the only one that has control over that. Right. Um, and there is inherent power in taking responsibility for that. Huge power. Yeah, and I think it's, it's hard... For people who suffer from addictive disorders because, you know, there is a certain amount of stigma that we face in the world that you do feel maligned by, um, you know, mainstream culture, that the, the, the real world and growing up feels scary. I mean, look at the world we live in with, you know, the debt crisis and, it you know, it's so hard to get a job with a living wage and everything is, I mean, things feel really fucking hard. Right. Um, but we have personal agency mm. and when you are willing to reach your hand out for help, it's there, but that's the thing. You have to reach your hand out and mm-hmm. being accountable. Yes. You know, that, you know, uh, referring to that, the seven spiritual laws of success again, you know, in, uh, the law of least effort, they talk about acceptance, responsibility and defenselessness, you know, mm-hmm. and the acceptance is just what you were talking about. It's like the world is the world, you know, I can either accept it or not accept it. Yeah. And when I'm accepting it, I'm in less, like, I, I'm not as resistant, you know, it's, it's like I'm going with the flow. Yes. You know, and, you know, the one guru, um, Kajamuti, said, you know, the see, what's the secret, you know, his, they, everyone's like, well, what is your secret? And he goes, I don't mind what happens. Yeah. You know, that's totally, you know, active and like, complete surrender to the moment you know and being in the moment and then the, the after the acceptance part is that that responsibility and i'm responsible for my actions my attitudes the way i show up in life i'm not i can't change other people but i can't stay in that fucking victim yes. blame it's everybody else's fault you know i i grew up with a weird last name you know i'm <laughs> half Armenian, half Irish, you know, I'm an ex-convict, you know, yeah. I'm a hep C survivor, you know, and what all that shit where it's like, I was dealt a bad set of cards. Like, no bullshit. That's just being a fucking victim. Yes. And it's after you get out of that, we're not victims, we're survivors. We've survived this insane, you know, uh, alcoholism or addiction. Oh, yeah. And here we are on the other side and the 12 steps are giving us tools And the one thing you were talking about is the change in perception. And that's what I believe the spiritual awakening is. Yes. You know, in the big book, they talk about in step 10 at the bottom of the page where I don't have a big book on me, but it says that sanity has returned. Mm -hmm. And what does that really mean? Is that it says in step two, came, uh, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Well, Insanity in, in, in reference to or in relationship to alcoholism, it's, it's being able to relate to alcohol or mm-hmm. to drugs because alcohol and drugs aren't the problem. It's our relationship to us. Yes. And, you know, and we can go into the chemical and, yes, you know, yes. and refer and, back and, yeah, a few podcasts, to, you know, to fucking nurture nature. 
but it's definitely the per, the perception of how I change my perception to life, how I look at things differently. Because going back to that Wayne Dyer quote is that when I look at something different, the thing that I'm looking at changes. It, I'm looking at it differently. Yeah. It's not, I'm not the victim. I'm, you know, no longer. And then bringing in the gratitude in it, you know, all of that that, that's come. And this is what step 10 talks about is the insanity where sanity has returned. What does that mean? Is that I can have a cognitive process thought where if you say, hey, would you like a drink? Or, hey, do you want to do a line of Coke? I can, I can say, no, the, here's sanity. Yeah. It's like, no, I know what happens when, that hap- when, I, when, I, do, when I do that. Yeah. You know? yeah so absolutely. sanity has returned. So how is that? I'm really looking at the whole thing by doing all this work to changing my perception of how I view alcoholism, how I view, view drug addiction, how I, you know, whatever it is, sex addiction, eating addiction, all of that. Yeah. I'm changing my perception. And by doing that, how do you have a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps? Yes. You know? Yeah. And again, it's like I said, and I always use Flavio. I don't know why. It's not Flavio coming out of the sky with a Bon Jovi fan on him and saying you're blessed and you're changed, yeah. you know? It's about doing the fucking work. And it's about really chopping the wood and carrying the water, you know? Yeah. No, and I think that step 10 is like really a perfect embodiment of that. Because like you alluded to, it is essentially um, a microcosm of all the steps. Right. Wrapped up. and Or everything that you've done until that point. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it is, I think, you know, referring to it as a maintenance step is... Uh, it, accurate in a lot of ways. Well, I think it's selling it short. It's more of a growth step. It's yeah. not. It's not. You don't want to maintain what you have. You want to grow, and, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. And I think that it's uh, it's the way, like you know, that we continue to make forward progress. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and you know, it's it's just something that you can do. And like going back to the beginning is that sure you can do this daily. And I, you know. I don't want to say I'm not a pen to paper guy, but on a daily basis, I'm not. I'm, I, you know, we get into step 11 next, you know, podcast is I really do that. You know, I do the readings, I do the meditation, I do, you know, the, the, the intentions or the prayers or whatever you want to call them. But on a daily basis, at the end of the day, what happens to me of being clean so long and sober is that when I am dishonest, when I am selfish, when I am self-seeking, when I am inconsiderate, when I am in fear, it, it's almost a physical response Yeah, that I don't want to do this. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to get up in the morning and go, I'm a fucking liar. Yes. I mean, because you can't, the two don't jive. Yes. Living a spiritual life and being a liar and being a liar or yeah. being dishonest or being self-seeking or being totally you know inconsiderate it just doesn't fucking work you know yeah no and even you know uh even having been sober for a little less than two years now i mean i feel the same way if uh, if i have the impulse to be dishonest or uh to try to manipulate a situation in my favor or um 
it really, it is a visceral, gross feeling, you know? And, the, and then I start to, it's interesting. I was laughing because I had something like this happen in my personal life recently where I had the impulse to lie about something uh, that was work-related. I had to go get a COVID test right. for my work. And uh, they gave me the, the PCR test. So, you know, that takes a couple days to come back. And they, But they also gave me a rapid test. And I thought, well, they aren't really expecting me to come back to work. I could just wait till the PCR test comes back and yeah. then let them know. But I know that this is negative. And I really had to like sit and I was like, I was just torturing myself because I was like, oh, but what if it, what if the results don't come back in time? Then I miss more work than I'm supposed to. What if they find out I lied? What if, you know, and I was playing the tape through in, but like forward in a, in the way the programs taught me to do it, you know, and and of course, I went back to work, and I was like, "Yeah." So my rapid test was negative. Here I am back, but I felt so much better having work. done that. You know, it you just know? It, you know. And the longer you work the program, you know, and and it's not the amount of time you have; it's about what the work that you're doing. You know, I could be like thirty-two years sober and do nothing, and you know, here's a big question for podcast land: is like. The things that we're talking about, like being dishonest, selfish, inconsiderate, all of the you know character defects, you know the anger, sloth, greed. If that doesn't bother you, <laughs> something's fucked up. Yeah, maybe right? you should go talk to your sponsor. Right, you know. Yeah. Or dig in, you know. Or if you're really, you know, in question, it's like, well, no, you know, they they wronged me. What was my part? Blah, blah, blah. I'm a little baby. You know, it's like, yeah, no. no, fucking look how you co-created this motherfucker. Yeah. Right? What's your part? Mm-hmm. What's your part? You have one. I don't care about any of the other shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really care about what they did. Tell yeah. me, tell me what, what your part was and how you plan to fix it. And how you, you can change. Yeah. You know, that's the humility. That's the fucking spiritual growth. Oh, in yeah. this whole and, deal. And remaining teachable. I think exactly. that's so key to all of this. All of this. I I can continue to grow as long as I remain teachable. Yeah, and, I, and there's you know, and you know, I'm in contact with a lot of people, and I work with a lot of people in recovery. You know, I mean, with my book, the Twelve Steps Without God, available on Amazon. <laughs> that I really do. You know, I run into people who are like, you know, but no, you know, I'm, you know, I was, I was betrayed. I love that word. Oh yeah, yeah. I was betrayed. I'm okay. like, okay, motherfucker, how, were, how did you co-create that? Why yeah. do you keep getting betrayed? You've told me four things that you've been betrayed about. Yeah, right, what's about. the common denominator in yeah, all those situations? Right? Are we in a Shakespearean tragedy? Exactly. No. Exactly, no. It's like, how did you co-create this? That's the work. Yes. That's the work where you can do this on a daily basis or a weekly basis or once in a while. But I'm telling you, when you start working this and you're so aware of it, it's what you say. It's this visceral, uh, like, uncomfortable, f- fucked up feeling. Yeah. That when you're that, out of alignment. When you're out of alignment, right? And what are we trying to do? I'm trying to be the best version of Vardo that I can. Yes. On a daily basis. And I'm trying to do the next right thing. Today, I'm trying to do as better than I did yesterday. And some days are worse. But I have the awareness and I have the humility to even have that awareness. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, no, and progress is not linear. You know, know, that is such a myth that I think, I hope that we as a culture work to, you know, 
maybe one day dispel. I mean, I don't know, but uh, just this idea that, you know, your life constantly needs to be uh, on an upward trajectory. And that's just, right. that's, uh, that's unreasonable. Um, you know, it's, it's really like, it's a big up and down all the time. I mean, some, some days are better than others. Some years are better than others. Um, but it's like you were saying that the guru said, you know, I'm okay with what happens. I'm like, a, yeah. I mean, be in acceptance that it, I was just talking to someone else about this today too, that, you know, um, in the, if I really boil it down to this moment, I am safe. I'm sober. Um, I'm loved. I am working on myself and I'm okay in this exact moment. And that's really what matters. If something else comes down the pike, I can deal with it then. But don't, I don't need to be thinking 20 steps ahead to that exactly. possibility. It's what am I doing right now to be the best version of myself that I can be. And some days, if you just don't pick up that drug yeah. and you don't pick up that drink, that's enough for that day. Yeah. And I get it. You know, we all go through the most horrific things, you know, the most devastating things in life. And then we go through all these joyful things. And, you know, every it's all, like you said, it's not linear. It's like up and down, it's peaks and valleys. But the thing is, is when, the, when you have the tools to work on it, it's not when you're, everything's, you know, fucking like, rainbow unicorns and rainbows it's when the shit hits the fan how i can really put this the tools that i've had my spiritual tools you know forgiveness and you know and compassion all and passion and all of these things and love and how can i put these into play when i want to just be in the fetal position yeah you know and not like take the covers off my head yeah these are the tools and so going back to that, when someone tells me, yeah, but, you know, they hurt me or I was betrayed, I'm like, yeah, I get that, man. We all have had that. Yeah. But how did you co-create it? If you've been betrayed five times or you've been betrayed once or twice, why do you, what situation are you getting in where you continue to co-create betrayal? Yeah, and putting yourself in a situation which later led you to be hurt. Right. Right. You know, at at the very least. Yeah, it, it, it's so interesting. I mean, I put something on uh, Instagram the other day. I mean, it wasn't mine. I just... Reposted? Yeah, I love the saying that um, it says, you know, give yourself permission to say, it, it, this isn't serving me and walk away in peace. Yeah. There it is. You know? No, that's a super powerful tool that the program has given me. <laughs> right. You know, I used to think that I had to like stick it out. You know, whatever whatever was happening, like I had to deal with. And it's like, no, no, I have the power and the ability to be an active participant in my own life, my own recovery. And if something isn't serving me, then walk away, man. Walk away in peace. Yeah, yeah. step away from the vehicle. <laughs> exactly. Don't get in in that drama. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and, and uh, it's. We're so, you know, I don't want to use the word blessed or we're so, you know, um, fortunate yeah. to have as alcoholics and addicts this, these tools and these, and these things that help us navigate through life. That's why I say anyone can benefit from this. Yeah. I mean, any human being could sit down and, and do an inventory, continue to take personal inventory when wrong, promptly admit it. And, and, you know, it's those two lines, but there's so much more meat is what we've been talking about. Yeah. And 
you know, it, it's just an ongoing process. You know, it's like what someone said to me, you know, well, God, what do you, you know, have 32 years? What do you do when you get 32 years? I'm like the fucking dishes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I chop the wood and carry the water. I mean, it's like, oh, what? It like, you know, is this where I get my Pope's hat or something? Yeah. You know, or my robes are getting like measured for? Me? Yeah. No, it's like continuing. I'm a human being. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, yes. you know, and, and that's how we were born, you know, and, and we're, we just piled all this shit on us. We have the tools now to look at it and I don't care, dude. I mean, if it's your, if you need to go to therapy and work out some of that stuff, I've been in and out of therapy, you know, most of my sober life, you know, I yeah. mean, I might think my parents took me when I was, you know, like 13 or something, but whatever fucking tools are out there use them yeah you know and and i do i you know and and the humility comes into me and this is so much different than i was when i was an addict because i had it all figured out oh yeah you know as dysfunctional it was i just said yeah i'm a dysfunctional pirate on a dysfunctional pirate ship you know and i'm fine with that you know but now at least the the humility and the willingness that comes out of the program is I'm like, okay, I'll listen to you and I'll take direction. I'll do these steps and I'm working towards having a spiritual experience. And the spiritual experience to me is that change in perception, that ideas, emotions, attitudes that once were the driving force of our lives are no longer. And I'm, no, I'm not a victim. Yeah. You know, I look at how I co-created things. I look at how I can show up differently every day. I want to show up differently. I want to be the best version of, you know, George David Vardabedian as I can. Yes. You know? And that's what it comes down to. And that's what these growth steps are about. Yeah. All mic right. drop. I think you dropped the fucking mic. Right? Yes. <laughs> right? It's done. You know, I hope, again, hi, podcast land. And people are still listening in India. People yes. are listening in the UK. People are listening in South America. All my friends in Costa Rica. You know, I've got two more months. I'm leaving for Costa Rica in two months. And so we'll get it. Hopefully we'll get, you know, a few more podcasts before I leave. Maybe I'll do a podcast down there. You should. I know. It'll be fun. And the hot and mosquito bitten hot. Oh, my God. Sweaty, yeah. Right? Bring your own mosquito net. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so, you know, just to recap, this is, you know, the last three growth steps, you know, and continuing to take personal inventory and we wrong promptly admitted it. You know, I hope this helps. Yeah, and I hope it does. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you know, well, email us. Right? <laughs> email us questions. We always love that, you know. That'd so, be sweet. Yeah, yeah, do it. All right. Have a great night. You know, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. You know, don't eat your pets and... You know, be aware. Spay and neuter your animals. Spay and neuter your animals, right? Um, All right, good night. Thank you. All right, good night. I'd like to thank all the people that are involved in making this happen. Gerald Jones for producing and engineering this podcast. He's absolutely brilliant. Follow him on Instagram at Sonia HTML. His music is amazing. Maya Grace for her hair and makeup. I know what you're saying. This is a podcast. Why do you have hair and makeup? We just want to look awesome for each other. See you next time.